Happy full. It's that feeling after eating a really good meal and you're so full, you just can't think about anything else. You're totally stress-free and the next thing you could do to make your day a little better is take a nap or eat dessert in 10 minutes. This is how I want to live my life, to fill my life up with things that I love and I want, but I'm not really sure what those things are. Hopefully by talking to others, I can slowly figure it out for myself. So, what things make you live happy for? Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm back. We're back with a very long overdue second episode. You guys, I promise this one was worth the wait. It was even worth bringing back this podcast for, honestly. I wasn't sure if this was something that I wanted to keep up with while I was finishing school, yet here we are. I just thought this conversation that I was going to have with Gabby was one that would not only help me, but help anyone else around my age who's kind of feeling the same way I am right now. I'm feeling a little lost, confused. It's really difficult to figure out how to start your life when we're living in the middle of a pandemic and it's slowing everyone's lives down. If anything, put our plans to a halt. So she had some really good advice to give, and I hope that this helps you as much as it helped me. Hi, Gabby. (laughs) Hi, Naya. (laughs) I'm so happy that you're on here with me I literally could not even tell you how much I've been looking forward to this day ever (laughs) since I like reached out to you because lately in my life I've just been going through a crisis and I felt like you were the perfect person to talk to um kind of about like moving on up in your 20s and in life in general Um, because you're such a go-getter and I'm really trying to be that like your early 20s are are challenging Um, oh yeah (laughs) and I'm only in my first year of it so gosh darn like Like, I'll be honest like it only gets harder from there I would say around 25 and I just turned 26 so like I don't know what the late 20s are like but it definitely it's like you're climbing a hill and you get over it so you know it feels like a freaking journey let me tell you but once you get to like where you feel good and confident and you're just like happy with where you're at um it's it's such a refreshing and um like successful feeling you know one of the like questions you sent me was like what was like if you if I could give myself like any advice what would I tell myself Mm -hmm. it's definitely to like loosen the reins just a little bit because I you know the eating disorders and the the obsessive like tendencies came out of wanting to control every aspect of my life. Um, and I, I don't know when like the switch flipped, but something flipped in me that I like stopped doing that and things started to play out the way I wanted them to. And it was, it's, it's very, it's hard to do so, right? Like it's easier said than done. Um, and I have definitely felt that like lack of control and that loss throughout those stages of life. Um, but I really do believe that everything happens for a reason and, and being able to get to that comfortable point and that happiness, especially like in the, in the way, in the like stage of life that you're in, right? Like you're in the middle of a pandemic, you move to New York city, um, your friends are spread out. Some of them are working. Some of them are studying. Like it's hard. It's hard to keep in touch for sure. Um, I, 
have kind of come to the point where I've accepted that I can't always have a plan because of right now with my LSAT this Saturday, I have told my parents multiple times, you know, like, I don't think I really want to pursue this straight out of college. And I'm so grateful that they're so supportive. But um, yeah, they were totally okay with me kind of stepping back and loosening up on myself and not pushing my um, limits to just keep doing more things and getting more degrees and stuff checked off my checklist uh, because there really isn't a timeline for me anymore. (laughs) Honestly, like sometimes it's the best thing. And, you know, you saying like you have such a plan and a timeline there, there are pros and cons to that, right? Like obviously you want to graduate college in three and a half or four years or five years even, right? However long it takes you, like those are your goals. And I think having goals is, is a great way to, you know, keep your, keep your eye on the prize at the end. But what, mm-hmm. what we, what we have a tendency to do is be like, um, like, okay, we're in high school planning our weddings on Pinterest. Right. So then we're like, Oh my God, by 24, Me. I want to <laughs> right, by 24, I want to be married by 25. I want to have a kid. And like before I'm 30, I want two or three. And it's just like, how disappointing is it when you turn 30 and you're not married and you don't have kids and there's not even a wedding in sight to plan? Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. when you have like such a specific timeline, like set up, when the when the end of that timeline comes, you're you're disappointed in yourself because you didn't achieve those things, and all of those things are are meant to happen naturally. And like you know, you not being ready necessarily to you know pursue a career right away is totally okay. I mean, in my mind, it is because I I still don't know if I'm doing what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. Right? Like I think, and I think that's what your twenties are for is figuring out like where, where do I want to be? Like when I'm 30 or 35, like what are my actual career goals? And like, do I want, you know, so many people ask us like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Or what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's like, okay, do I want to, you know, I want to be a news person or I want to be a sports, um, like telecaster, whatever, right. A sports reporter. Um, people, you tell people these answers, but like what happened to just being like a strong, badass female? Like, that's what I want to be when yes. I grow up. Does it matter like how I do it or what job I have? Right. No. Like the labels. Right. And that's what I want to dive into more now um, at this time in my life is rather than focusing on like the labels and like how I can fit myself into society and the workforce and becoming a lawyer is like how can I be a better human how can I be a happy person and how can I just be like a strong young female who is like confident and totally just okay with herself and and being alone because I'm in this stage also relationship wise um totally uninterested like I'm I've pulled myself off the market and I don't have plans on really actively like being back on it um because I think throughout high school and college I've always kind of went through this cycle of not being in a relationship and then not even a full year later like eight months later in a relationship and then out of it and then again and I never gave myself the time to really even explore myself like who mm-hmm. I am and what I'm even looking for in these things. And and so, yeah, right now I am totally in this stage of my life where I'm like, I don't even need love. Like I don't want love. I have self-love and I want more of that and nothing else like from anyone. And I freaking love that. <laughs> like do the damn things that make you happy. Like how PG-13 can I be on this podcast right <laughs> now? <laughs> like, like if – 
you know, self-love <laughs> makes you feel good, then do that. Like, don't, like, you don't have to rely on a partner. Like, having a partner is great. Don't get me wrong. Like, I am totally in love. But, <laughs> but, like, it's nice to just, like, love yourself first. And I can't remember who gave me this advice. And it honestly may have been, like, David. <laughs> he, <laughs> he said, like, these when finding like a partner or a friend or just any sort of relationship in your life, like make a list of the things that you really like or like the people you really like spending time with and what are the things you like about them. So like I really like, let's say like I really like how comforting David is and how he listens to me. So in my other friendships and relationships, I look for that because those are the things that I want to be around. Um, Mm -hmm. I really like that my mom is independent and she thinks pretty quickly on her feet. So like that's what I look for in a friend is someone that's like independent and quick on their feet and like knows how to navigate their, their life, right? Like not necessarily knows how but is on a mission to navigate their own life. Like they're not letting anybody do it for them. Right. And like, so like I, I have this list, like I have like mental list, I have a physical list of these people that I, I love and adore and that I want to spend time around. And these are the features I look for in my other relationships. And so like, what do you love about yourself so much that you also want to find like that, even if it's just a little bit like that one personality trait in a partner, right? Like when you are ready mm-hmm. for that again. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that self-love is like the first step to actually falling in love with somebody else. Right. Because like how, like when I know that when I was younger, like there were so many people I thought that I I loved them so much when I was younger, but then now that I'm obviously removed from those relationships, I can still say like, yeah, I had strong feelings for them, but I didn't even love myself. So how Mm -hmm. was I able to give them? I wasn't a good partner to them because I wasn't able to love them like they deserved because I didn't love myself like I deserved. Yes, I totally agree on that. I think that a lot, I mean, I'm not going to say a lot because I have a lot, (laughs) but most, if not all the relationships that I've been through so far, like kind of face that problem. Um, And so I'm so sick and tired of, of like not even just wasting my time, but perhaps feeling like I'm wasting other people's time um, mm-hmm. for something that I could just totally fix if I dedicated that time to myself and like myself only. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm finding, especially now with us having to social distance and get, getting all this time for ourselves, just like totally fine and happy with like doing that for, for me um, because it will probably work out and definitely show itself being worth it in the long run for sure um but yeah it was definitely something that I also had to think about like with this year too I think so many people it's hard like you also feel lonely if you don't have anyone and um it was so hard to like kind of get out of that mentality like I don't need someone to help me feel like I am like worth it and like still a human and still exist on this planet like I know I'm here and I'm totally capable of doing things but what could I do right now with the time that I have (laughs) and so like essentially what I'm trying to say is I really appreciate the fact that like you can see that there's more to life than just building yourself up as a person for other people but for someone that you want to be for yourself and, like, for other people, if that makes sense. Um, no, for sure. And, like, putting yourself first, essentially, in that aspect. It's super important. 
much. Yes. And so what I also wanted to ask you then is without having a plan, how do you know when things aren't for you anymore and how to let it go um, without feeling like a failure or quitter? But I don't know if you've always been that way or if that's something you also like personally had to to build up. Um, and if it's like a confidence thing, like how do you know and do that? <laughs> yeah. So, no, it wasn't always like this. Like I always thought like I have to I have to hang on to what I have because it's comfortable mm-hmm. and um, like someone will be upset with me if, if I quit this job or if I let it go. Um, I was actually fired from my first full-time salary job. So I I got fired. And so that's like a huge wake up call. It's like I was doing that job. It was managing a restaurant. So I was working like 14 hour shifts. I was exhausted all the time. Like I didn't even recognize myself anymore because I was so unhappy. And when they fired me, it was like such a, I had no control over it. So maybe that was like the turning point in my controlling personalities, um, like tendency, maybe. Um, But it was definitely like a, okay, I hung on to that job for so long because like, yes, money is definitely important. I don't think that you should do anything that's like super risky and puts you like out on the street. But like I held on to that job because I I thought I had to do it or I was going to disappoint, you know, my parents or the people around me because I finally had a full-time salary job that was paying me consistently. And, mm-hmm. and then it, it ended and it was like, holy crap, like I didn't need that. Like, why did I go through that so much? So I guess what, like with that being said, like I have learned that if you're not passionate about something or if you're not true, like if something's just truly making you miserable, you're not going to be successful at it anyway. And so to put yourself through that and then to ultimately like display a human being that you're not because you're so miserable and you're not succeeding and you're, you're not trying anymore. So then, then you have these people that are looking at you and are like, I hired a really like determined, motivated, like hardworking person. And that's not the person that is giving, that's showing up every day. And I think that, you know, for, for me personally, like when I jump at something, it's because I know I'm going to show up every day for it. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be the person that I want. Like I'm going to wake up that day being the person I want someone, if I just interact with them once, like that one interaction is what they think of me as, if that makes sense. And so I think that like, you know, not having a plan is super nerve wracking, especially when you're trying a new opportunity or you're leaving an opportunity and not knowing what's next. It just comes down to like, what makes you the best version of you and the person that's going to show up that day. Let's say you like, you have that one interaction with someone um, on the street or in the store or at your new job. Like, how do you want them to remember you forever? Um, I guess my biggest piece of advice for you is like jump at every opportunity that you're even slightly considering. So like, even if you're like, I I want to, but I don't know if I should, you should like, that's an instant you should. But if you're like, I don't I'm not really into that. Like, I don't want to do that. Then don't do it. Just like put it off for a little bit. Well, this is a great segue then to another question (laughs) I had for you was for me. Yes. If I see an opportunity, chances are I will say yes to it because I think to myself, when is it ever going to come to me again? But then the problem with that is I basically put too much on my plate to the point where if I'm trying to do everything the way I want it to, the standards that I expect myself to perform at, I literally come out of the other end 
dead. Like I, I can't even show up for myself. I don't have the energy to like do the things that I feel would make me feel better because I'm spending every second of every day into all those other things that I said yes to. So like, how do you learn the difference between saying yes and taking up that opportunity versus setting boundaries and learning sometimes how to say no? Because I don't think I'm really good at saying no to things. Yeah. And like, at at your age, like everything feels like a once in a lifetime opportunity. And like, if Mm -hmm. it's an opportunity that I guess you just have to sit down and this is like less impulsive, but like sit down for a minute and just think to yourself, like not necessarily the pros and cons because like everybody makes pros and cons lists, but think to yourself, is this an opportunity that I have ever considered before? Is it something that like I know is going to, you know, make me stronger or is it something that I want to do? Does it sound fun? Does it sound dangerous? Like which way is it pulling you? And like whichever one it's pulling you most at, like that's the way to go, I guess. So a lot of opportunities you'll say yes to because you're like, this could be a really good opportunity. But like saying this could be a really good opportunity and like this is what I want to do are different things. Because, you know, there's a lot of mm. a lot of jobs out there, for example, that could be really good opportunities. But is that something that I really want to do? Um like a couple years ago, I got offered a job with a recruiting company and, you know, it, it would have been a really good opportunity and it would have gotten me to like an account manager level and sales experience and a good salary. And maybe I should have taken it, but I didn't want to. I knew that it could be something, but it wasn't something that I wanted and something that was meant for me. So having to say, having to say no when it's like, could be, but do I want to? is I guess the way to look at it. Now, like I used to think like, holy crap, like I'm going to be broke forever. I'm never going to get a job if I say no to this one or another job will never come up. Like there will always be something else. Like there's always going to be an opportunity. Like as long as you keep your head up, you work hard and you, again, it like comes back to showing up. Like if you show up, you're going to be good at whatever you do. So it's okay to say no to the things that could be good opportunities, but they're not the things that you want to do. And I, I, I do think like people aren't successful, successful if they're not passionate about what they're doing. I agree. So you have to, you have to have some sort of passion behind what you're doing, whether that's helping other people or are you passionate about the product that you're selling? Are you, are you, you know, passionate about fitness? Are you passionate about nutrition? Are you passionate about, you know, helping families recover from situations like legally, like where, you know what I mean? Like what Mm -hmm. is the passion? And it's okay if you don't know now, like there's definitely going to be different passions. You'll probably have a new passion every year, literally until you find, (laughs) until you finally find that one passion that keeps you going. Like it's just, it's the one thing that you know, never, never wears out because that's the one that you want to ultimately find. So it's okay if you have a different passion every year, you know, like, it's okay if you if you change your mind about the way that you feel or the things that you like or, like, the boys that you used to date, you don't like those types of boys anymore. Like, that's okay. Like, you don't have to keep carrying on these things mm-hmm. just because those are the things you did in the past. Like, the, you know, everyone evolves. Everyone changes. Like, my biggest pet peeve is when someone is like, you've changed, and they say it in a bad way. I'm like, thank you. Like, I, that's a compliment. <laughs> like, I, I'm glad that I People changed. People change. Like, yeah, there are a lot. Yeah. We're a lot of change. We change almost every day. Right. And like, literally, like, 
it, it's okay. <laughs> like, I think that's another thing, yeah. too, is people, people think – and this is – honestly, like, I probably shouldn't get into this, but, like, one of the big issues I have with education – the educational system in, like, college is you're expected to choose what you want to do for the rest of your life at 18 years old. And that's like, kind of what I was going hell? at. Yeah. <laughs> like, my friends and I, I think because of the fact that – the structure of college has changed a little bit we've all at least to the people I've reached out to and like they've reached out to me too about this is we have been sucked into this system almost where we were told at the beginning of college like think about what you want to do for the rest of your life and basically we will help you get there and train you for it and help you become like a better worker like not a better person Mm -hmm. and after everything went remote and we realized like we can do things in the comfort of our home like we can kind of work on a more flexible schedule we have time to kind of do things that aren't really related to like what the school wants us to do and like show up for Mm -hmm. um and so I think a lot of what people not just me like around my age are dealing with now is how do we live a more meaningful life and what's meaningful to us? Because to be honest, I don't even think that we're even given the chance to explore that earlier. And I kind of wish we did, but all your life, all the way up until high school, you're working towards college. And then once you finally get out of college and you have that quick, like second chance to just make this decision for yourself, like, do I want to keep going up this ladder or do I free myself from it? Like you have to make that decision and it's hard when you don't even know like what makes you happy and like what road will you take to get there versus the easy road? What's been shown to you all your life, like a job and work and school and like more school, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, like you said, people want to do what's most comfortable for them. So obviously most will just choose to keep moving forward, but I'm kind of now stuck in a position of I don't think I really want to and I definitely can if I could like later but it's not right now the most important thing to me what's more important is I only have like this one life like I don't think I'll get another and I'm only going to be this age once so why not just jump off the tracks for a hot (laughs) second and see what's out there you know if that's what you want to do, then that's what you do. And you, you know, maybe you have a couple jobs that aren't um, like full time, right? Maybe you find jobs that are fun, jobs that you want to do, like things that you want to create and, and work on yourself in that time period and then dive into, you know, that full time, this is what I'm committing to kind of, kind of career. And if you don't do that yet, like that's okay too. Like I, I am 26 years old and I started my quote career six months ago like it's okay to wait like I you know you're gonna find stuff that you do love and that you do hate and you're gonna fail and like that's the hard truth and it's it's you know it's just life and I do think like one thing that's really important is we're not taught how to be people the expectation is that we just like are are humans and you know we're kind of taught right from wrong but that totally depends on where you grew up and who you grew up around and I think it's really important that you figure out what your personal right and wrong is like who you are what's right and wrong to you like 
you know what I mean? Like, does that, mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm probably just rambling again. No, it but... does. Well, you're talking to, I don't know if you know what I study, but I, <laughs> my major is philosophy, politics, and law. And so a lot of my classes being philosophy, like throughout my entire college career, I feel like such a hypocrite because I'm not really practicing what I preach because we're always talking about like the meaning of life and what it means to be a person and a human and the differences between like our body and mind and the relationships between the two and yet here I am like not even really knowing enough about myself so much to the point where I'm scared because I feel like other people know me better than I do which really shouldn't be the case because I don't even know if they know who I really am anyway you know what I mean right so it's almost like Like, you are your own personal, like, brand, right? And you are the highest representation of that brand. And, like, if what you need to do right now is work on yourself and find out, you know, work on that self-love, find out about the things that make you happy, find out the things, like, you think are right and the things you think are wrong and, like, discover that shit now. Because that's going to, like, down the road, if you can figure that shit out now, like, down the road, you are going to be cruising, smooth sailing. <laughs> like, you that's will be good to go. And, and it does. It feels like this time now is never going to end. I don't know. Are you scared of getting older? Because when I was <laughs> eight and I looked at, like, 16 with girls, I was like, oh, my God, like, my sweet 16. And to be honest, I didn't even have a sweet 16 party when I turned 16. I just went off and did my own thing and rode horses and went to Florida that week. Like I didn't, I didn't have a big party the way I saw myself having one when I was eight. And so like, I'd be counting down the years up until like 21. <laughs> and now that I'm 21, I'm not sure if I should be counting down the years to like 30. But are are you like, are you excited kind of like to move forward? Out of yeah, I, I think it wasn't until like, I let go of that timeline that Mm. I was comfortable getting older because it would be like getting closer to that time of like, Oh, well, you know, my mom had me at 24 and I'm going to be 24 and there's no, no shot of me having a child anytime (laughs) soon. And it's like, I don't want to get, I don't want to get there because I haven't like hit that timeline. And it's like, once you let that go, like getting older is not scary, like at all. Like it's, it's fun. Like it's fun to sit down. Like sometimes I get giddy. I'm like, Ooh, I'm 26. I'm in my late twenties. <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> well, I'm I, so I, glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, like, what it's a relief. not scary. Yeah. Because honestly it only gets better. Like it just keeps getting better. And, um, and it, it you have such nice. a great attitude. No, I Thanks. love it. Like I need, <laughs> I needed to know, I needed to hear this. And this is exactly why I probably called you today is because I'm sure out of this conversation, I'm like there's gonna be a lot of good shit in here (laughs) (laughs) so much shit oh my gosh um but no like getting older obviously it's scary because you're like holy crap I'm getting older like what like where is my My time is about to come up like (laughs) before my eyes (laughs) right like you have is this my midlife crisis like I don't I don't know what's going on (laughs) but it, it really does get better because you find those people that have more common interests because everyone is you know they're moving away from that college lifestyle and they're settling into the lives that they want to have and and it's cool like to see to see the friends that I have now who I mean, of course, all my friends are much older than me. Like, one of my best friends is 36, like, naturally. But it's like – right. So, you know, it's cool to see people, like, get older and more mature and and do different things for hanging out. Like, hanging out doesn't always mean, like, 
going to drink at a bar. Like, sometimes it's going to a haunted house because, like, no matter how old you get, you can still be a kid. And yeah, it, it's just – it's nice. Like, we have a, a double date coming up with our friends and we're going to Netherworld. Like, it's oh. just – like, instead of going out to dinner oh and grabbing drinks, like, we're gosh. going to do that. And it's fun. Like, I hope one day, you know, one day when I have like a kick ass partner and I'm like, yeah, we're going to do something wholesome (laughs) and you're going to love it just as much as I do. (laughs) And it's genuine. It's awesome. And like, we have, we're friends with a couple that, um, they have a baby and like, we'll take our dogs on a walk with them and their baby. Like it's <laughs> your just babies like, and their babies, <laughs> like our babies and their babies. And it's just nice. Like we'll walk like three miles and it's great. That's like, awesome. It's like a wholesome hangout. Like those are the things that you'll, you'll realize people want to do. And it's just, it's so, it's so rewarding because you leave those like hangouts and you feel good. You're like, I can't wait to see them again. Not like mm-hmm. shit. I'm going to be hung over again next weekend. Like, no, there's none of that. <laughs> Well, do you think that there are any parts of you that are the same? Like, not to ask, like, too deeply, like, what your 20, 21-year-old self was like back then, but I know even now there are definitely parts of me that are the same. And going off of, you know, how everyone can still embrace their inner child or, like, bring that out of them, I think that is one thing that I've always held on to is, I think maybe you could chime in on this, but I think the first impression people get from me are either about my maturity or wisdom, mm-hmm. um, but I'm a complete, like, child at heart. Like, I only watch Disney movies. You may also know this. And <laughs> I think I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and I've never been able to outgrow it, and I don't purposely intend to. Um, but I appreciate the little things and, like, the innocent things from that, like, playing card games at night with, like, my friends or just coloring with myself and and playing, like, a movie in the background. Um, and in relationships, too, like, I can act like a complete child, which honestly – sometimes like looking back at it it could have been an issue um but like that's just who I am on the inside and when that comes through like that is kind of my way of saying I'm comfortable with you like I can show this vulnerable side of me um and yeah like I just I don't know like if there are things about you like later in your 20s that you find like have just like stuck with you growing up I've become more comfortable and confident in myself, like, as I've gotten older because, like, this is who I fucking am. And if you don't like it, then, like, bye. Um, And so I I think that, like, one thing that has definitely changed is is that. Like, I I am much more open in myself now. Like, if I really don't care about anybody else's opinion and, like, that's that. And one thing that I think I've held on to is, like, I don't know, like – it's such a it's such a like kind of backwards answer like I I consistently remember the days that I was afraid to be myself like that's something that I kind of keep in my mind when when I'm meeting new people or I'm stepping into a new role or I I am just sitting here with myself it's like I literally have said out loud to myself holy shit remember when you were afraid to be like the person that you are because I am freaking weird like I am a weirdo like I always say that David and I should have, like, a secret camera on us because, God bless him, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just weird. And and I was afraid to be that person. And so I acted yeah. different. And ultimately the person I was acting like wasn't really liked, wasn't loved by other people. And 
I'm just like I I don't know <laughs> I don't know but like no it makes sense there. no no it makes sense like I guess what has stayed the same was like the thing the person inside you that you were so afraid to show in the beginning and now that you've yeah. like grown up and was able to I think it took for you to gain this confidence first and like build on that before really being comfortable with yourself enough to like embrace like that quote-unquote weirdness which honestly I just think it's like fun and screw normal like normal is boring and normal means conforming and normal means like sometimes like giving up a part of who you are just so that you can like be with the masses you know what I mean yeah and I think when you do that I really hate like kind of when I see people go through this sometimes in life and people that I've known because further down the road I don't think for someone like me who is going to be genuinely like pursuing you know like love and like a relationship and like building a family and like seeking um you know good friends and people that accept you for you like if you aren't putting that out there first then like they really won't be able to you know give you that fulfillment that you're looking for because a part of you kind of knows like I'm not really being like accepted and loved for who I am in the first place exactly Um, yes exactly that's it you nailed it right there yeah so I think like that's super important but that's also kind of why I think it's important for me to go through this because gosh darn like it would suck if I'm like 50 and still don't know who I am and then be like well then how could I even love myself like the way that I deserve to be and how do I expect to then others like love me the way I want them or like need them to I don't know if you noticed but I had rebranded this whole thing um okay this whole like not movement I should say that I'm starting but like it's more of a movement for myself because it's kind of this journey that I'm going through now but it's called live happy full um I saw that yeah so happy full is like this feeling that I started to like always like say I had dinner every week um with a close friend of mine in high school throughout the summer and sometimes when we would eat at the end, I'm like, damn, like, I'm so happy for like when like you just feel that after like a Thanksgiving meal or something when you've just eaten so much and you just want to take a nap or like, you just feel so happy and, mm-hmm. and nothing else matters and stress free, you know, you're like yeah. on this high. So like, that's kind of like what I want to feel when I'm like living my life is like, I'm constantly filling myself up with things that I know that I love and like want for myself. Yeah. At the same time, like coming out of that, like, even if I feel full, like, I don't regret it, whether that be food or people and, like, experiences and just life in general. Like, that is my goal right now is to live happy fully. <laughs> I love that. And so I guess when I – what I want to do as I end my podcast from here on out is asking my guests, like, what are three to five things that – make you feel like happy full you know like if you had that in your life you go to bed and you're content and like all you need is like that quick nap or like a second to breathe and you're like oh my gosh like everything's great life is great I feel great so definitely my dogs my little babies um the Same. ability <laughs> the, like they're just so many babies they're whining right now um like my ability to move and like move and function and like do the things that my body can do that it once couldn't do um that's Mm -hmm. like such a good feeling and then obviously like my love my David we just like that is just so it's so fulfilling to sit back in my relationship and like 
not have to think like I need something else to feel secure or fulfilled. Like I don't, I don't need to like marry him right away because I don't feel like insecure about our relationship. It feels safe. It feels safe where it's at. And like right. when we, when we move forward, like that's our time to move forward. And like, it, it makes me, I'm so happy for right now because, because yeah. we're so, we're so secure and good where we're at and it's just fine. Yes. Life sounds so good. And I'm <laughs> so happy. Like, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm so glad you weren't afraid to say, like, another person, because another person, when you find the right one, too, can make you happy full, you know? And yep. it's not to say, like you said, that you're relying on that person, perhaps, for your happiness, but you guys are already, like, so secure and happy as individuals that having each other in your lives only, like, supplements that, you know? And that's yes. what relationships should be. It's, it, I know it's like a saying of how you complete each other, but you really shouldn't be completing each other. You should already feel like confident and complete on your own. Mm-hmm. But having that specific person and no one else like just makes your life all the much better. But if they were to leave and if something happened and you had to part ways and it just wasn't like meant to be, then at least you still had yourself and didn't feel like you gave them everything, you know? Yes, and that they were sure. taking that with them. I want you to remember all of these things that you've also said because you are a wise young woman. And <laughs> That's why you... I have these podcasts to record on. <laughs> so it keeps you on track. Yeah, um, I can listen to them when I'm 80. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be playing them for your husband one day. Yeah, like, like, what? listen to this. <laughs> I, I was 21 years old. <laughs> I was a potty one time. <laughs> oh yeah so okay (laughs) well I'm so glad that we had this talk and I really hope that you enjoyed being here as well because oh my god I I loved it I had the best time I really needed this talk and I knew that it was going to be something that I definitely wanted to look back on and I think would be helpful for everyone that I've also been talking to recently who are in our like early 20s and going through like this I can't even call it a life crisis but sure like an early on (laughs) onset crisis Um, and to have you like talk through this with me like thank you so much for like taking the time out of your I'm sure like busy weekend day to to do that and for all of us that are listening oh my gosh of course I'm happy to do it um and hopefully you'll you'll reach out in the future because I definitely want to talk some more all righty well I will let you go but I love you so much (laughs) bye love you bye We'll